Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 200. What do you think about that, Don? 200, that's a great number for us there, Tori. Pretty crazy, isn't it? It's going fast, yeah. Yeah, So we're going to talk about uh, coaches needing to stay up to date and uh, making sure that they're staying on the cutting edge of knowledge and information. Before we get into that, though, let's talk about the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus 9 rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats. Use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. And I know I keep saying it, take advantage of that EFP20. It's a great way for you to save 20% on your order, which is already very affordable. Anderson is Go definitely a very affordable start product, picking. Yep. and it helps to support the podcast at the same time. Talking about supporting the podcast, go to patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. We need more of you to become patrons if you're in a position where you can. If you see value in what we're doing, if you want to make sure that this podcast stays alive, we're talking about five, ten, or twenty dollars a month. Uh, we're so close to breaking even. You can just reach out in there and touch it. If we can get a few more people to come on board, um, this podcast can keep right on rolling along. So we definitely want you to consider becoming a patron. Again, go to patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. So Don, something I want us to talk about, Stan's idea was a great one today that one of the things that is important for all of us as coaches is to make sure that we are staying up to date, that we're paying attention to the trends, to things that are happening, to things that are changing, so that we're always in a position where the information that we're giving to our players, the stuff that we're teaching, really does make sense and really does work and really does put them in the best position possible for them to be successful as players, not only for the short term, but for the long term as well. No, I think that that's a good point, Tori, for sure. There's so much from training technique to training tools to high-tech video scenarios. There's just so much out there that, you know, if you can keep a little bit on top of all of it, that you can give your athletes a little bit of an edge, right? Right. Well, the technology is one part that I think a lot of us, especially old coaches like me, have resisted and, and pushed against and tried uh, to I'm in there with you. Uh, try, yeah. tried to uh, doubt its validity. But of course, over time, even you know us old school guys have to kind of come to grips with the fact that there's a lot of information that's available and a lot of ways that we can use that technology to help our players continue to grow and to continue to improve. And one of the things that I think is, is just a human nature thing that we have to always be thinking about, if I've been coaching for a while and my team's been really successful, and we've been winning a lot, it's real easy for me to talk myself into thinking that if I just keep doing what I'm doing... We've already got it. We're going to keep doing what we've been doing. We're going to keep winning. We're going to keep you know, you know, being successful. But the thing that I think we have to always be wise enough as coaches is to take a real look at why we're being successful and what are the things that our team is doing that's allowing us to be successful on the field, to win more games, to win championships, whatever it is. And sometimes the reality is that the things that we're doing have a lot less to do with us as coaches and have a lot more to do with that certain group of players. You know, one of the old jokes that you know I used to always rail against when I was coaching, you know, let's say go back to UW Parkside days, 
and had a senior class that had Wendy Wolf, All-American, had Jackie Aiken, All-American, Jesse Johnson, All-American, and three or four other great players that were really part of the success of our team, all graduating at the same time. Now, we had a bunch of good younger players you know, behind them. It wasn't you know, that it was all just that one just class, there. but it was a nonstop thing for me for the three or four months after that group left was, well, I guess we'll find out if you can coach or not. You know, now that they're gone, let's you know, let's see what kind of coach you really are. Well, if you win, you've got good players. If you lose, you're right. a bad coach. And right? part of me, you know, really railed against that. It's like, well, you know, I had a little something to do with them being great players, but in hindsight, a lot of the reason we were so successful is because they were great players. And you know, how much of it was the environment that we created, the stuff that we worked on, the things that we practiced, the strategies that we used, or how much was it that they're so strong at this game. They're so good at what they do that didn't really matter much or as much as I wanted to talk myself into thinking about it. And so the reality that I came to was a pretty clear one, that if you base your future planning as a coach, if you think your future teaching and, and strategy should only be based on the successes that you've had, there's a really big trap that you're going to step into at some point in time. It might not be the next year. It might not be the second year. But eventually, you're going to step into it, and you're not going to like it because those great players can make a lot of things look a lot more logical or a lot more well thought out than they might really be. No, I think too, Tor. I think it's a good point for sure, and <laughs> and it's going to be such a gradual dissipation of all the talent, and it's just going to slowly slip away from us if we don't kind of keep up with the times and so forth. But you also have to be able to navigate those those great players, keep an environment where they can be at their peak. And, you know, I think the coaching piece, and if you had a secret sauce or a magic that you presented to each group that you had coming in, I think that there's a lot of uh, value in that too, as you as a coach. Right. And so I think that there's a, a lot that uh, that you provided with all those great players. We could have the best race car in the world without a driver. It's going to be pretty average. Right. But I think the moral to the story, the way I see it though, is, is I do think the coaching is very important. I'm not sure. trying to undersell yeah, it, yeah, yeah. but I think that the best coaches are the ones going that to evolve with the time, right. That, and, that yeah. keep changing, that keep adjusting. Adapt. And, and we, we've talked on uh, everything fast pitch a couple times about Patty Gasso. I've known Patty since kicked our butts in 2000, the first year she won a national championship. And I'd be willing to bet if you interviewed her or any of her players, across the you know 20 whatever years of of amazing success that they've had since they won that first national championship that she's evolved that she's changed a lot and mm-hmm. and I know I I went through that a little bit a few years ago somebody that I had coached back in the parkside days had a daughter that I was recruiting and she came to a practice and was watching and was like dumbfounded it's like you know who are you and what, what did you do to Tori like happened? you know what happened to him you know he, he, did you kidnap him or kill him or bury him in the woods or something like he went soft like you hopefully have some evolution some change some transition over time but the thing that I'm always fearful of cuz I hear this a lot too I talk to coaches who say things like We've been doing it this way for 20 years it worked 20 years ago it's still going to work today so don't don't stay so rigid that right. you can't And to me, that's a big, big trap that I think a lot of us fall into. And now the reason I think some coaches get away with that thinking is again, coming back to something else that we've talked about, I'm not so sure that what they're doing is coaching as much as it is talent acquisition. Sure. And I think 
that 20 years ago, they were doing a really good job of getting six or seven or eight or 10 or 12 great players all on a team together. And because those great players were great, sort of like my Jackie Aiken and Wendy Wolf analogy, because those great players were great players, the team had success versus the, am I a great talent acquirer? Am I a great recruiter? Or am I taking players and making them all better? You can be both. Well, and I think you can yeah, be both, yeah. but I don't think it happens by accident. I think that coaches over a long period of time continue to have success. It's because they learn to do both better. Sure. They understand talent acquisition, but they also understand how to take that talent and fit it together. They understand strategy better. They understand teaching skills better, how to put a team together that's got a chance to gel and, and be strong. So I think there's a lot to it. But to me, the coaches that are super rigid, that just had a great year this year, that think they're going to do everything exactly the same way next year and have the same results, eventually are going to be surprised when the results aren't there. And it's going to be a gradual fade. Yeah. And it could be, or it could be a yeah. big drop-off. If you're coaching an 18 and under team this year, and you just won the PGF National Championship, and both of your pitchers are graduating and going to be star freshmen someplace next year in, in the college game, and you don't have two great pitchers coming up right behind them to take their spots, you might have that drop-off right now. Might be a tough, tough right. go. Yep. So, and again, I think, you know, the whole idea of staying up to date, you know, whether it's, as you said earlier, the training techniques, the technology, you know, one of the things that technology, I think, is a double-edged sword. I tell people all the time that I think it's an important tool for helping us see what's really happening, but I think we have to be careful that we don't turn it into a nitpicking tool that allows us to spend all our time trying to fix minute little tiny things when we should really be paying attention to bigger things sometimes too tori i see somebody that just absolutely has got amazing flow say in their swing and then you look too hard and dig too deep with the video then it creates a little bit of mechanical movements on their part right and it kind of spoils the mix yeah so you can get too nitpicking too yeah. and, and to touch back on on stan's point too you know the what you can do with slow motion and high speed video and stuff now is also a great way for us as coaches, though, to make sure that what we think we think is really accurate. It's happening. And yeah. perfect example, and I'm not going to mention any names because I don't want to offend anybody or hurt anybody's feelings, but someone who I know who was 100% convinced that she was teaching her pitchers how to throw a rollover drop. So basically the hand passes in front of the ball as the ball's coming out of your hand, and you know we get the top spin because the hand rolls over the top of the ball. And watching the pitchers throw it, the way they finished the pitch and the way their hand went after they were done pitching, it looked like a rollover drop. But when you watched the video on super slow motion, guess what? The ball was out of her hand before her wrist rolled over, and she wasn't throwing a rollover drop. She was throwing a drop ball or a fastball or whatever it was where the ball came out of her hand, and then her hand flipped over after the ball was gone. Now. It took slow motion for me to see it because watching her throw it live, I thought, yeah, it looks like she's rolling over the top of that thing. Right. But if something that big is something that, you know, somebody is teaching, hey, I'm teaching you a rollover drop, and you think you're throwing a rollover drop, but when we slow it down and watch it in super slow motion, we can see that your hand is rolling long after, I mean, the ball's a foot in front of your hand, and then your hand starts to roll over. And even if you're successful, we might be able to get more. Right. The moral to the story is that's somebody who would have bet their life, their house, their kidney, everything that what they thought was happening 
was happening and the video tells us that something different was really happening. And so sure. again, not that it's a bad thing or a good thing or a bad thing as much as it is, you know, making sure that we're all understanding what's really happening so that when we're trying to come up with the right strategy, the right techniques, whatever it is that we're doing stuff that actually makes sense is going to help our players continue to improve. Be the best we can with that. Yeah. Right. So coaches stay up to date. If you're the coach who's out there saying, well, I've been doing it this way for 20 years. It worked 20 years ago. It's still going to work today. Be cautious. Good luck with that. Maybe we can get a seven game series someday soon. Right. So, all right. So that's going to wrap up episode number 200. Make sure you support Anderson Bat. And uh, make sure if you're in a position where you can become a patron, go to patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. Coach Don and I really do need the support. Go to the fastpitchprep.com website, order your square cuts training discs there. You can also check out the blogs and the YouTube channel. There's tons and tons of information available to you there and stuff that I find very, very useful as uh, you're trying to figure out your off season planning for, uh, for your coaching career. So That's going to wrap up episode number 200 for Coach Don McKinley and our producer, Stan Lewis. This is Coach Tori saying thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.